It's Thursday, October 14th, 2010. Obama lifts the ban on offshore oil drilling. Google goes offshore too, with wind. A new solar project in the Nevada desert. Seattle says goodbye to the big yellow phone book. Plus, good news for a change, the Chilean miners are rescued. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. They got their miners back, miners back, miners back. They got their miners back, miners back, miners back. Miners back, miners back. They got their miners back, miners back, barbecue sauce. I have no idea what that means, but I rather enjoyed it. This is your green news report. Inexplicably, barbecue sauce. Today's Green News Report is sponsored by you. Yes, you. You help the Green News Report stay on your mainstream media public airwaves. We tell the truth, but can't do it without your help. Please stop by our website, greennews.bradblog.com, and hit that PayPal button to help contribute to our efforts. We rely on you. You can also PayPal to greennews.bradblog.com. Well, Des, some very good news today. 33 miners rescued alive out of Chile. Uh, nice to have some good news for a change in this regard. Yes, cheers erupted in the Chilean desert and around the world as the first of the 33 Chilean miners emerged safely from the longest work shift ever, 69 days. The shift leader, Luis Urzua, credited with leading the men through the two-month ordeal, was the last miner out and will now hold the world record for surviving the longest time ever spent underground. Moments after emerging, Urzua told the president of Chile, The first couple of days were very difficult. We, we, we were thinking about our families. Uh, we hope never again. And Urzua may yet get that wish. The president of Chile, in a speech immediately following the final rescue, praised how the ordeal unified the nation and promised to come together with workers, not just in mining, but in all industries, for what he said was the good of the country. It's almost six months to the day after the upper big branch mine explosion in West Virginia killed 29 American miners. We'll see whether anyone in the United States talks about mine safety after this big event. And it's interesting that the rescue was entirely state-funded down there. The private company had nothing to do with that. Contrast that, of course, to the BP oil disaster in the Gulf, which BP seemed to be in charge of, uh, and, of course, that mine disaster in West Virginia earlier this year. So in Chile, once again, we see private companies making profits off of national resources. But when there's trouble, who is it that comes in and pays the price? And I think it was uh, $20 million was spent on that Upwards rescue. Of, yes. Yeah, that was the state. Privatize the profits, socialize... The rescue? Socialize the rescue, yeah. And speaking of the BP oil disaster in the Gulf, almost six months to the day after the Deepwater Horizon rig exploded and killed 11 men, resulting in the worst oil spill in U.S. history, the Obama administration has lifted the moratorium on deepwater oil and gas drilling. Officials and industry alike claimed it will be weeks and possibly months before drilling can resume due to the time it will take to make changes to meet strict new rules put in place after the BP disaster. Environmental groups immediately criticized the lifting of the moratorium before the investigation into the causes of the BP oil disaster has been completed. That report is due in November. Mac McClellan at Mother Jones hears that it will be a scathing report, that it will be scathing in regard to the Obama administration's response to the Gulf disaster. But her source also notes that BP is down there now 
uh, cutting thousands of cleanup workers. They had promised not to do so until the end of hurricane season, which is December 1st. And in the meantime, oil continues to wash up on those beaches down there as workers are being laid off. And they can't keep up with the amount of oil that's washing on to some of those islands down there. And yet the media has apparently moved on. While the federal government is doubling down on offshore fossil fuels, Google, the internet search giant, is also investing offshore. Offshore wind energy, that is. Google announced it's investing billions in a proposed offshore wind farm off the East Coast, specifically in undersea high-capacity transmission cables to deliver the energy generated from that offshore wind farm. It's the next big step in Google's wide-ranging investments in renewable energy, and it's also rather self-serving. A new Department of Energy study calculates the U.S. has enough offshore wind energy to meet our current electricity needs four times over, Google will be needing lots of cheap energy to run its massive server networks, and there's nothing cheaper than owning your own supply. The Obama administration itself is also making renewable energy investments. They announced the first ever solar farm to be permitted for federal land in Nevada. Silver State Solar Project is one of four major utility-scale solar plants receiving federal approval recently, but for some reason getting far, far less media attention than the offshore drilling announcement. And finally, is it time to say goodbye to the big yellow phone book? I've said goodbye long ago. I just wish the hell they'd stop leaving it on my doorstep. That's exactly the problem. The city of Seattle has now passed an ordinance banning phone book litter. They're requiring phone book companies to pay the cost of recycling their product and allowing city residents to opt out of delivery altogether. Well, that's good news. For more on that and the stories we did not get today and much more on that extraordinary mine rescue, please check out our website, greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. 